check. You knew that was coming. It's heat check time. Welcome to the Monday Heat Check. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm John Gonzalez. Happy New Year. We're back. I think we're beyond the Rubicon of when you can say Happy New Year, but it's our first podcast back in 2018. Because Christmas and New Year's fell on a Monday on and we're the Monday morning heat check, yes. we haven't been here. Right. I haven't seen you. I haven't seen your smiling face. I want to congratulate you, Bachelor Party. Thanks. Killing it. Thanks. Please subscribe, it's, Bachelor Party. It's, I want to say this, both to you and Isaac, how, oh. how happy I am to work with two superstars. <laughs> you have your own podcast industry. I mean, we do a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. here at The Ringer, but mm-hmm. you are on like 12 of them and they're all super successful. A little bit less than 12, but there's a bunch, yeah. Pretty close. I, I think I counted. <laughs> That's very kind. Yeah. Please subscribe to Bachelor Party. And in the meantime, let's start by talking about the Lakers. Yes. Where um, we left 2017, we begin 2018. We go from the drama of Bachelor Party to the drama of the Lakers. Holy shit, Juliet, what is happening with Oof. them? They finally won a game. They had lost nine in a row. They finally won a game against the Hawks last night, which I guess good for them. But in advance of that game. Let's not gloss over beating the Hawks. I am immediately glossing over. I was really worried they were going to lose to the Hawks. And They're I the just... worst team in the NBA. Congratulations, you beat the Atlanta <laughs> Hawks. But much more important for our purposes is that LeVar Ball from Lithuania yes. gave an interview to ESPN in which he threw all shade at Luke Walton. All the shade. He said, you can see they're not playing for Luke no more. Luke doesn't have control of the team no more. They don't want to play for him. That's a good team. Nobody wants to play for him. I can see it. No high fives when they come out of the game. People don't know why they're in the game. He's too young. He's too young. He ain't connecting them anymore. You can look at every player. He's not connecting with one player. First, I want to applaud you for channeling your inner LeVar. Thank you. That was awesome. That was like he was here. Uh, (laughs) Second, LeVar, what the hell? Third, Luke Walton's response to this before the game, he said, you know, it was obviously not ideal. But my absolute all-time favorite quote maybe in the last decade came from Luke Walton afterwards. So Bill Oram, who works for local papers here in Los Angeles, asked him, he goes, oh, you know, you pulled out Lonzo in the first quarter. And Luke's response was, his dad was talking shit, so I took him out early. And then he let it breathe for a second and everybody looked at him and goes, yeah, I'm just kidding. Luke Walton, (laughs) I love you. I don't know if you're any fun to play for, but you are an awesome quote. Very Steve Kerr of him. Amazing. Yeah, I really like it too. I think that my favorite Laker other than Rob Palenka is Luke Walton. I just like their management and like for- Love. And I just want them to be a better team. So this has been particularly painful. How would you deal with it if you had to deal with a crazy parent who is- telling people from Lithuania that nobody wants to play for you. And that that's as, like, as good as you could possibly handle it. I don't think I would handle it that well. Yeah, and in, in our hiatus, the Lakers also enacted a new rule where basically LeVar can't talk to the press at games. <laughs> like, so, they're doing as so much as they can. he left the country to do it. Yeah, they're doing as much as possible to curb him. He's a problem for that's them. Amazing. Not that, you know, he necessarily affects Lonzo, because I do think that it seems like Lonzo's quite good at just sort of, like, keying in on whatever the task at hand is, and all credit to him. But he's a distraction. Like for the team, like he's a he's a sage parent. So Lavar did try to walk it back, and he said that he hadn't spoken to Lonzo before he made these remarks. Mm-hmm. Which fine, you know, you're qualifying it, and I think he like even Lavar realized that this was going to make waves. But so naturally, Lonzo was asked about it, and he had this like really sort of tepid, curious response where he said, initially they asked him about it, and he said, "I'll play for anybody." And then they pressed him again. They said, well, that's different than like, do you like playing for Luke Walton or not? Because your dad says nobody likes playing for him. And he said, my job is to play basketball. I don't decide who the coach is. And my initial reaction to that was, what the hell? This is not exactly a warm embrace of your coach who got like crushed by your dad from Lithuania. But people mentioned it on Twitter. Like he's sort of in a really tough spot. 
if he doesn't throw his arms all the way around Luke Walton, people are going to hit him for that. Yeah. But if he does, then he's going against his dad. So he's in a total no-win situation. I almost kind of feel bad for Lonzo on this Definitely. one. Also, he's 19. Like, let's just Also, he's 19. Yeah, he's literally a kid. It's tough because like, there's just another story in the New York Post this morning that says that the big baller brand got an F from the Better Business Bureau. An F. An F for the BBB from is that the bad? BBB. Is it- <laughs> I think that's bad. But it just sort of goes to show you that like this is kind of the first family business that's intersecting with the NBA in this way. Mm-hmm. Like the Lakers are a family business with the buses or whatever. But like what LeVar is doing is so oppositional to the way that the NBA business is conducted. Not like official business, but just sort of like the rules of the game that everyone has accepted. And as a result, he's a, a true disruptor. And like I, I admire it, but I also am sort of sick of these stories. I mean, like the Lakers, who should feel bad for the Lakers? Like it's a right. billion dollar company. Like everyone involved in the Lakers is doing just fine. They've got Magic Johnson. Right. But it is like a conundrum. Like it, it's sort of like what everything that Chris Jenner did with her kids and like to disrupt like the reality TV world. There wasn't like an institution that she was like bristling against. And this is this is truly new and unique in like the celebrity and sports world. As Luke Walton said, obviously not ideal. This is not a good time for the Lakers. This might be the worst time Maybe ever yeah, for the like, Lakers. Let's talk about their future. So they finally won a game. They beat the Hawks. They lost nine in a row. They have 12 wins. Only the Hawks have fewer wins in the NBA. Their point differential is completely upside down. Maybe they get LeBron, but why? If you're LeBron, you got to clear the decks and bring in your own people. And so, yeah, I, I want to know, like, what is the Lakers' future? Because you and I are sort of lukewarm on Lonzo. Sure. He's fine. He is only 19. We'll see. I wrote a piece I think Brandon Ingram's probably their best guy. Yeah. Kuzma has been excellent. But what does that really get you? Note about Kuz, when yeah. the Thunder were in town, he went out for dinner at Craig's with I love Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Which I just think is an incredible flex. I thought that was really interesting. And also, if I'm the Lakers, while I like Carmelo a lot, I'm not sure that's like the veteran I want to take You don't want him hanging from. around with yeah. Melo. I don't know if I want like our prized rookie, who's like a surprise prize, right. to be- That's hard to say and sur- also clever. I yeah, like it. Yeah, thanks. I don't know if I want him want him taking advice from Carmelo Anthony. I'm going to pull a Juliet Letman and put you on the spot. Who okay. would you want him hanging around with? Like who would be your ideal veteran archetype for him to like model himself after? Interesting. Not game, but like persona and like machinations in the league. Yeah. Because he's kind of like a, I don't even know who personality like. type I'm talking about. Yeah, I guess like it's oh, a good question. Like, are, are we talking like a staff or a mm, co- like a no. like somebody? No. <laughs> Honestly, Take I, that, Steph Curry. Honestly, I kind of think Durant, like of all of the a superstars. Durant? Yeah, because Durant does his own thing. He's going to need a burner account. He definitely does Probably need a burner. Probably has a he's lot def- of those. He's definitely getting hit up. But he's also like, again, he's like, you know, like a young Generation Z kind of person. But I think Durant, because obviously he's not nearly as good, but the same kind of quiet, but mm-hmm. it makes a really big impact on the court. Professional and, ethos. Yeah. And like sort of like has his fun has his business and is still a pro. But it's not a knucklehead, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Okay, I could get behind that. Yeah. Not you though, Steph Curry. Uh, What about like, like, just to get back to the Lakers here, are they intentionally, I I watch them and I go, are they actually trying to win? Because I think they they are are trying to win and they're just bad. Why would they be tanking? They lose their pick. Right. So why? It doesn't help them. They don't have any, they don't have any incentive on that one. If you're trying to attract LeBron, like why would you want to seem like a hot mess? Like, there's no incentive, There's no incentive to be bad. here. 
So they're just bad. They're just bad. It's it's disappointing. And off the court bad. We knew this was going to happen. Like from when we did NBA Palooza before the season started, mm-hmm. we were like, yeah, the Lakers will be fun for six weeks and then they're going to be a mess. And that's exactly what's happening. Like in no way is this surprising. They have way too many forwards. It's very weird. Like, that's the, like they're the only team. In the <laughs> and Luol Deng, who they'll never get rid of. Yeah, they're waving Andrew Bogut. Like yeah. it's just a really weird team. Without Contavious Caldwell Pope on the floor, they're barely a professional team. And like, Contavious Caldwell Pope is not that good. So like, that's a problem. Also, they had a meeting yeah. where they were basically openly wondering why Julius Randle wasn't getting more minutes. This is a team in do we know that, complete disarray. Do we know that everyone was wondering that or just Julius Randle? <laughs> Maybe Julius Randle put them to it. <laughs> I don't know. It's, he paid his teammates to ask, why isn't Julius Randle getting more? Just kidding. It's not, it's not a good situation on any front. Where are you on who their best player is? Because for me, it's still Ingram. I think it's Ingram, too. You think it is? Yes. It certainly has the most upside, as they say. Yeah. I really wish they were better. The league is more fun when the Lakers are good. Yeah. That's all I've got It's going to be a long time before that happens. Let's move it on. Let's talk about All-Star. Coming up. All-Star is coming up right here in Los Angeles. Here in LA. I'm excited. In our backyard. I'm excited about it, too. The latest results for All-Star voting came down. And where do you come down on... Like the overall process mm-hmm. and also the most recent results. Because the most, like, there's always going to be like a fan heavy component to this where like there are certain guys who are getting votes who shouldn't, specifically the Lakers players. Like the Lakers fans are a bunch of lunatics and consistently vote for, like, you have Kyle Kuzma who's gotten more votes than LaMarcus Aldridge. And, and Lonzo's ha- gotten more than Devin Booker and Jimmy Butler. Yes. Which is absurd, which is absurd. He's having a great season. He's having an amazing season. He's doing Jimmy (laughs) Butler things, and he's infinitely better than Lonzo Ball. But of course, we know that the Lakers fans are going to stuff the ballot box. But then also you have like LeBron James out there tweeting like about getting Isaiah Thomas in there. And then you've got Kyrie Irving doing the same thing with his rookies. And it's kind of a little bit of a farce, no? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. One thing I've always been very skeptical of is that if you do hashtag NBA vote, that tweet gets counted. Yeah, are they doing that? that? I don't believe that for a second. What kind of algorithm are they using? I don't know, but it seems very hard for me to believe that works. Yeah, I have no technical capacity whatsoever. So I guess maybe there's a program that, that could suck in this information. Like maybe. But like also if you misspell someone's name, like how's that work? Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. So that's like a hanging chad that doesn't get that yeah, doesn't exactly. get counted. Is this a Bush v. Gore two thousand situation? <laughs> it's it's I, now I'm starting to question the legitimacy of this election. And so on that note, Giannis is the number one vote getter in the entire league. That I'm I'm okay with because he deserves to be I'm I mean, totally he should okay be up with it there. too but I'm surprised. You'd probably go LeBron, right? If it was like a, a complete meritocracy. But I, Giannis deserves to be he's in the a, All-Star game and be a starter. So if he's leading the All-Star voting, that's fine. By he's me. got 130,000 more votes than Steph. That's unusual. That's crazy. Steph's incredibly popular with children. And like- <laughs> The child, where's, you got to turn out the child Where's the child, the child vote? vote? But <laughs> seriously, this makes me wonder like who's voting so far. I don't know. I just feel like we need a wider swath of all-star voting. Also, what about, um, so this year for the all-star game, Not it's not just the voting that I'm questioning, but also I like the idea of picking captains. Yes. It's a school year pick picking teams, which is fine, but they're not televising the draft because they're worried about who gets picked last. This is so dumb. I don't know why the NBA agreed to this as the MBPA if they weren't going to film it. So John Wall said they should televise it. It doesn't make any sense not to. And LeBron said, look, we're grown men. You're still getting a big fat check. And to his point, if you made the all-star game, 
You are one of the absolute tip-top players in the NBA, the elite of the elite. If you get picked last, you are still the last of the elite. Last of the top 25, out of the top 300, out of the entire Whose world. Whose feelings get hurt Seriously. by that? you got to televise it. And you want to know what? Someone's feelings do get hurt, and that's why you televise it. As a connoisseur or reality TV, let me tell you, there is nothing better than hurt feelings. That's what you want. <laughs> that's what you want to see on television. Put on your bachelor party hat here. Tell yes. me. Forget about getting voted onto a team. They should have like whatever teammates that they pick and then one guy who doesn't make the cut Listen, and has to go home from All-Star Weekend. It would just be incredible to see which captain, like for the Warriors, if Ke- mm-hmm. like right now, if this goes as the votes currently stand, Kevin Durant would be the captain for the Western Conference because he has the most votes, 767,402. Does he pick Steph or Draymond or Clay as, yeah. his, as his first pick? And if he doesn't, like, do we start planning on him going to whatever team LeBron's going with? Or, like, does he pick Giannis? Like, wh- how does Kevin Durant construct a team? Like, yes. I, I want to know all about I this. I want to know all about this, too. They've made a massive error here. We're going to have to do some serious reporting on it. But to your point about the captains, yes. Giannis said that he would have LeBron as his captain. And he had something else that was interesting to say, too. Got to go with LeBron James, best player in the world. Uh, so we can have a good relation for the free agency. You never know. My completion. <laughs> Okay, so LeBron's not going to go to Milwaukee, but should LeBron go to Milwaukee? It This got me thinking. I was like, oh my God, that's an amazing idea. It is a good idea. There'd be a lot of talent there for him. He'd be with his bro, Eric Bledsoe. How do you stop Giannis and LeBron on the same team? You don't. You just don't. LeBron's amazing passing would benefit Giannis so much too. Giannis might be onto something here. Totally. <laughs> like all this, I got super like the the NBA nerd in me got super excited. The fantasy nerd in me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need I need this to happen. I need the draft to be televised. All of this has to happen. Did you have a thought on who was the most like snubbed of these lists so far? Right now, the five starters would be for the East: Giannis, LeBron, Kyrie, Demar and Embiid. It's three front court and two guards. Right. Which I think is actually a pretty good five. Like, pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. And for the West, it would be KD, Anthony Davis, Boogie, Steph, and Harden. As the the West goes, I'm cool with the West vote. AD and, and Boogie both making it would be such an indictment of the Pelicans, though. Yeah. It's like, you have two of the five starters, and yet you're still sitting in eighth. Like, that's not really acceptable. In the past, when that has happened with, like, the Hawks or with the Warriors, they are very clearly the best team in their conference. And the Pelicans are at 500. They're 19 and 19. Only two games in front of the Clippers. Yeah, what are they doing? What so, are like, they doing? That, to me, is, like, actually kind of an interesting storyline. The Eastern Conference, I think, the voting total for the starters is slightly more interesting. One, I love that Embiid would, would project as a starter right now. I know. Two... Damar has been really good. Yeah. He leaves me a little cold. Sure. Like, I'm like, eh, it's fine. Yeah, we'll talk about the Raptors. Yeah, we're going to get into the Raptors. <laughs> it's just, uh, I'm looking for I'm going to make star. up for it, Raptors fans, later. Okay. All right, let's move it on. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. What's up with the Still good. Still good. LL, still good. Isaiah Thomas is back. He's back. I shared a controversial opinion last week. On, oh, do tell. On, uh. What's that podcast called? Sources Say. Yes. I listened to that. I don't remember the controversial I just felt that like there was like a compulsory cheering for Isaiah Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did say that. And I remember I was walking the dogs when I was listening to it and I was like, oh no, Juliet. Yeah, there is a compulsory component to rooting for him. People have come out of the woodwork to say they agree with me. So They did? Yes. It's just, I hate Why can't he just live? Why can't like... I totally support him. I'm happy he looked good. I'm happy he's going to recover from this injury. Mm -hmm. But I don't know exactly like where this groundswell came from. That's all I'm saying. He's an easy dude to root for. Sure, of course. And I'm rooting for him. He's had to, but 
to a point. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just not like I'm living my MBA life around It shouldn't Isaiah be Thomas like future. an obligatory thing. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I think it's great. Okay. I, I'm glad to have him back in our lives. I really like watching him. Against the Magic, it, he scored 19 points in 22 minutes. Eh, so that's good. But I'm just saying the, the, mag- magic. the Magic are the, magic. the most like woeful team in the NBA. 17 points in 19 minutes against the Blazers in the first that game back. Good. That yeah. was good. And also like the way he finishes around the rim and you like considering he had a hip injury I and know. all the things getting traded and the whole bit. He just It's brings- great to have him back. He brings a level of offensive dynamism that the Cavs have sorely needed. Yes. Like, Especially because at the point guard situation, they had Derrick Rose, yes. who may or may not still be in the NBA. Uh, who's Can't reha- keep up. Who knows? What day is today? And they had Jose Calderon, who, awesome pig farmer. He's 36. <laughs> it's true. You know, he has like the special brand of Hamon ham, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I would love to sample. I'm pro Hamon, but not exactly a great basketball player at, at this time in his career. So getting Isaiah back is great for the Cavs yeah. and great for us. Sure. So it's a comeback. We're calling it a comeback. Yeah, it's great. And Steph is back. Your guy, he's killing it. Did you watch the Clippers Warriors game? The 1230 uh, PM affair on Saturday? I did not. I watched. I, was, uh, I casually took it in. You did? Yes. And I was like, wow, Steph's really good. And then I looked at the box score like halfway through the third quarter. And I was like, holy shit. She's putting up numbers. Halfway through the court, third <laughs> quarter. And he's got 40 points already. It's amazing. He is so good and just like changes gravity. It's just incredible. I love watching him. And I think we've kind of like taken for granted. And there's so many other like like great players this season. But he's almost like underrated. I'm really glad that he's healthy. That that injury wasn't more than it turned out to be that he's back. Since coming back, he scored 38, 32, 29, and then 45 against the Clippers. Incredible. I think earlier in the season, because Durant got off to such a hot start, yeah. we kind of slept on Steph a little yeah. bit. And we like, we're taking him for granted where we're like, oh, you know, he's just really good. And then he's stat. It's amazing. And we forgot, no, no, he's one of the elite all-time scorers in NBA history. Yeah. Did you watch his Brita commercial? I did. What'd you think of that? I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I was like, this is the weird kind of thing that like, this is better than him just like drinking water and be like, water so pure. Right. It was so weird. And I thought it was hilarious. Let's just play the commercial. Really yeah, let's quickly. do it. Don't look at me, Steph Curry. Come on, man. What, you never had pizza for breakfast? No, not really. Just put the pizza down, man. I wasn't finished? You don't need that. But how, how, what is, what is, uh... Don't worry about it. All that matters is I'm here to help you. Help me with what? My free throws? <laughs> I mean, that's wonderfully weird. That's the kind of stuff that I was hoping Steph would be doing. So I'm all for it. You know how the Cavs don't really start playing? LeBron's teams don't start playing seriously until, like, end of March, April. When yes. they get to the playoffs. The Warriors are sneaky doing that as well. Like, I know Steve Kerr is like, he's very, you know, downplays like how good the team is or whatever. They're platooning Steph and KD. They haven't played together really very much this season. And so... They don't need to. I know they don't need to. And so when they get finally get to the playoffs, it's like, A, will be a little bit harder to game plan against them. Yeah. And B, it'll be like a whole, a team that we haven't watched all season. This whole thing for the Warriors is just a time fill. They're just waiting. Like, and meanwhile, Clay's having a great season too. Clay is having a great season. You love Clay. There's love more him. Clay news later in the in the podcast. One more uh, comeback that I thought was a comeback and maybe isn't now. No, it's not. Kawhi is back, except for he's not really. Apparently, he's got a partial tear in his left shoulder, according to Greg Popovich. And uh, Pop said that he may or may not return on this road trip. He didn't play against the Blazers last night. He's not going to probably play against Sacramento tonight. Then they play against the Lakers on the road here in LA on Thursday. This sucks. It does suck. He hasn't played uh, in consecutive games since returning. Oh, no, he did it once. He played one consecutive game, but no back-to-back since returning. The Spurs are 
a contender with Kawhi, and with Adam, they're just good. I uh, think that a partial tear sounds bad, no, ma- no matter what. <laughs> Any kind of tear. Yeah, I know that like this is sort of being downplayed, like Pop doesn't seem that concerned, but that sounds bad to me. That sounds like something that if you keep playing on will linger, and you probably should let heal. Also, and we know the way that Pop and the Spurs are want to handle these things, right? I mean, like they didn't bring Kawhi back to start the season until they were absolutely sure yeah. that he was okay with his leg injury. And then all of a sudden he's got a shoulder deal. This yeah, like, sucks. Did, did they know about that? Like, I don't know. I don't, I mean, obviously they're unrelated, but I, I like, I wonder if it was something that was previously lingering or if it just now popped up, but either way, I like watching Kawhi Leonard play basketball and I haven't been able to watch Kawhi Leonard play basketball. Yeah. I'm with you. The it's basketball fates are conspiring against us. He's really, Juliet. he's really exciting. Like he's just one of the most exciting. He's really players. good. He's great at both ends. And like, Without him, the Spurs are not going anywhere. I love when he takes over a game. Just absolutely love it. Well, we won't be seeing that anytime soon, I guess. Um, (laughs) It's such a somber note to transition on. (laughs) We're going to talk about real or not real. But first, let's just talk about the Raptors a little bit. Often overlooked. Often overlooked uh, frequently by us. Frequently by us. Three games behind the Celtics Mm -hmm. and sitting in the second spot in the East. DeMar DeRozan is seventh in points per game in the league. Mm-hmm. He's having one, he's maybe his best season ever. He's shooting 48.7 from the field, which is quite good, particularly for DeMar DeRozan, and averaging 25 points. The Raptors have the best point differential in the league after the Golden State Warriors. That's pretty crazy. Only the Warriors are better. It is pretty crazy. They've been really good. We overlooked them. Why do you think we don't talk about them more? Is it just because, like, the pieces haven't really changed. And then the Raptors, and we know they're going to be towards the top of the Eastern Conference. And, you know, they haven't gotten past the Cavs. Like, do we just kind of overlook them because we have in the past? They're just not that exciting. Like, DeMar DeRozan taking the leap is cool. And, like, for Danny Chow, I'm really happy for him. Mm-hmm. But it's just not the same kind of, like, explosive energy that, like, Giannis or Harden has. Like, it's just not the same as... They've changed their style of play, though, this year. They're shooting more threes. Way more. Welcome to 2018. Dwayne Casey, like, woke up and was like, all right, I'm going to deploy my pieces a little bit differently. And Ibaka is a really interesting piece with the way that they're using him uh, this year. Like, obviously, they had him last year, but, like, to have him for a full season. I like this team. You brought up a really interesting point. Are they better overall than the Celtics? This was suggested to me by my father, Alfred, who is a connoisseur of Eastern Conference basketball via watching Shouts to Alfred. many Nets games. He suffers through them, but we're longtime Nets fans, and that's his team. Also, Bless um, his heart. Yeah, I can't believe how many games he watches of the Nets. But um, I don't know. I mean, they're certainly more tested. Like, I think it would be easy to say that a team with the experience of Lowry and DeRozan and Ibaka you would take them over a team that's relying on a 19-year-old Jason Tatum. We do like the J team, though. I love Jason Tatum. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he's fantastic. We've spoken about him quite a bit on this podcast. (laughs) Perhaps too much. I don't don't know if they're better. I I don't either. I'm probably still a Cavs-Celtics in that order if I'm looking at the Eastern Conference and who's more likely to come out of it. I think with the Cavs and the Celtics, you just know who will be making the final play and you have like utter confidence that it'll work out for them. Yeah. Now DeRozan would be like the guy who gets the ball at the end for the Raptors. I just have less confidence in that. Yeah, but I I am, however, more intrigued by the Raptors this year than I have been in quite a long time. Like since they were like really at the beginning of the Kyle Lowry era got good and everybody went, holy shit, the Raptors are good. What's happening? Yeah. Uh, And then we kind of got used to the Raptors and now it's like, oh wait, maybe the Raptors are a different version of themselves. But to the early era Raptors, Woj had DeMar DeRozan on his pod and DeMar had 
he revealed something that I thought was like really interesting. He said, my first year with Kyle, we didn't say a word to one another. We didn't speak. We didn't have a conversation. We didn't hang out. We didn't go to eat. We didn't sit next to each other. I didn't have his phone number. Juliet, how the hell is that possible? It's very odd. I don't know. Also, I guess you just don't talk to everyone on your team. I, I would. I would try to like have a friendship with everyone or hate them. I mean, we have more people here than they have teammates on the Raptors. So we don't, like, I don't have everybody's number and I haven't gone out to eat with sure. everybody. It's like harder to do office dynamic wise. However, the component where they said we didn't have a conversation, we didn't speak, we didn't say a word to it's one so another. weird. And now they're literally best friends. Like now they're literally best friends. They have but kids like, hang out. They're really cute. It's super strange. So weird. I guess it's just weird up there. I don't New know, Raptors. Man. It's, it's, cold. Just, it's cold. Everybody's got to go home. Staying <laughs> <laughs> inside. They're all shut-ins when they're not Who playing. Who can understand? I think the other thing about the Raptors is the most interesting person to me is Masai so, like, yeah. on the team. So that's kind of damning for the team itself. We've managed to talk about the Raptors being more exciting and yet still throw shade at the Raptors. I'm sorry. I can't help it. It just always happens. I, I wanted to discuss them and ponder if they could beat the Celtics. And yet, I'm still I'm being getting behind rude. the Raptors now. I'm, okay. gonna, I'm doing it. I like it. It's all important. Right. Why yeah. don't you watch all of their games for a week and report back? I will. See how that goes. It's homework for me. I would like it if they made the conference finals, by the way. I would just really like a shakeup. As I bet you feel similarly. Covering basketball, like I love LeBron, mm-hmm. but like I would just like anything but the Cavs again just because I want it to be different I want Cavs Celtics I want Cavs Celtics for the storylines yeah it's true okay now time for real or not real all regrets all Paul edition this is the number one rule for your set in order to survive gotta learn to live with regrets first Paul on the table Paul George Paul George what are you doing all right so real or not real Juliet Paul George should regret gushing about the love he got in LA called the respect the love and the recruitment awesome I wish I could be involved in Paul George's decision-making on a daily basis. What's he doing? I would have a lot of suggestions for him. Just, like, not at it, dude. Everybody knows. No, it's really bad. So the official report from the league about uh, the tampering of Paul George against the Lakers was that Palinka and Magic spoke to his agent, Aaron Mintz. That was the official report. And then Paul George said the tampering charge came from him hanging out with Brian Shaw because they were together in Indiana and, like, they go fishing together. That, to me, is, like, the dumbest thing he's done in the last week. Like, everyone likes to be supported by their hometown. Like, fine. He considers right. L.A. his home, even though he's, like, not from close to here. That's fine. It's Palmade, right? Or Palmdale? Palmdale, Palmdale. Yeah. Palmade. Palmade like is it. what you put in your hair. <laughs> yeah. If you're, like, 70. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it's Palmdale. I think it's really, really bad to give an opening for other teams mm-hmm. to pursue follow-up tampering charges or, like, to, like, somehow block him from going to the Lakers. That said, I don't think he will go to the Lakers. That's just JMT. It's just my thoughts. The tampering thing to me, like, I don't care about it. Sure. Like, okay, fine. He wants to play in LA. It's close to where he grew up. He considers himself an Angelino. He likes the Lakers. All that fine in your head in theory. Here's where I take my leave. He played in Indiana and was very open about wanting to get out of Indiana. And that, like, pissed off a bunch of people who live in Indiana. And rightly so. This is, I think, worse. You just got to Oklahoma City. You're just figuring it out. Their Thunder fans want to like you. And you're already talking about your recruitment in Los Angeles. Give it a second because now you've alienated two fan bases in, like, six months. Yeah. It's really... 
He's like, just not making wise choices. At least, like, at least, like, pretend that you really like being in Oklahoma for Thunder fans' sake. Let them just enjoy this one year, and then you can go and get recruited and courted and loved by Los Angeles. If you're Paul George's agent, like, you have one job. One Talk- job to do. It's to give him the proper talking points and, right. like, how to respond to these o- <laughs> obvious questions. And it, clearly the prep was not done. It's like... I don't know. Very dismayed. Bad PR work. Very bad. Bad staff work. Moving on to Paul mm-hmm. Pierce of ESPN. Yes. Should he regret not wanting to share his Jersey retirement day with Isaiah Thomas? Pierce Jersey retirement on February 11th is the same day as the video tribute to IT because he'd requested to not have one last week when he was in the building. Because he wasn't playing. So they yes. said, we'll give it to you on February 11th. Paul Pierce got angry about this, Juliet, not once, but twice. The first time he said it should belong to Paul Pierce. And he said that in the third person. Mm-hmm. And he said that they should just put out the tribute video on Instagram. Then he was asked if he wanted to walk it back. And he said, Isaiah will be back in Boston again next year, the year after. He's going to have a long career. But this one day should belong to Paul Pierce. That's from Paul Pierce. First, uh, real or not real, real that he should regret talking about himself in the third person. And also real that, like, there can't be both things. I think I'm on Paul Pierce's side No. Yes. I don't believe this. Here's why. What? I just think that this is a true look into the psyche of an NBA player, and I appreciate it. So you you like his candor, his realness. I like his candor and his realness, yes. That's why I like it. I like I, I'm just sick of like pandering, you know. I'm like, good, show us who you are, be yourself, be you. Even and if he you're is. an ass, yes. Like you're showing us your ass, and you're cool with it. What is? Why should he try to be winning over fans? He won them a championship. He is done <laughs> playing. He's gonna be beloved in Boston anyway. It doesn't it doesn't matter? Here's my thing. The video they usually do these things like coming out of a timeout yeah. or something like in the first quarter. Paul Pierce is gonna have an entire halftime retirement ceremony. It's not like it's gonna take away any of his time. I will say also the Paul Pierce retirement tour was hilarious. Basically, everywhere he went, there yeah. was a Paul Pierce video. Like there were yeah. just yeah. Like, there That's were a good point. There were so <laughs> the Clippers had like three videos for him. Like when the Celtics came, when he finally left. Like it was so over the top. It was hilarious. I don't know though. I think this is funny, and I just wish more players were like, yeah, I am a multimillionaire. I'm fucking great at basketball. I won a championship for this city. <laughs> I want my night. Give me my night. I like it. It was ridiculous that Kobe <laughs> pretended to be humble on Kobe night. Like, yeah, like you're, I'm sure he loved it. This, he had his stupid cartoon. Still want to know how much the Lakers paid for it. Like, I, I just think that this is how it should go down. I need to know more about that cartoon. Yeah, me too. I need to know like, you know, ha- like, cause you know, he was over somebody's shoulder. Like I need more of this and that. Yeah. Paul Pierce should make a cartoon. Too. I was going to say how long until Paul Pierce demands his own cartoon. I hope he gets one. And I, I will say, I look forward to the IT tribute video. He definitely deserves it. Mm-hmm. He did so so much for the Celtics. But yeah, separate the Your Isaiah nights. Thomas heel turn no, is it's disconcerting. Not. I like him a lot. And he's obviously really like someone you want to root <laughs> Let for. Let the man Which live. Which is when everyone, every single person is zigging, I can't help but zag. You it do. Just, I just can't help it. Like, I just, it makes me so mad when there's just like a monolithic opinion. Too much group think. Yes. It drives me crazy. <laughs> I cannot stand it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we're back. All right, good. Last Chris one. Paul. He's got a wonderful, to me, new commercial where mm-hmm. he's singing the Backstreet Boys with Trevor Ariza and Oscar Nunez while uh, James Harden makes fun of them. And that is his new vibe on the State Farms commercials. Cliff Paul stayed in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and now we've got teeny bopper Chris Paul. I like it. 
Uh, James Harden, the whole point of the bit is that James Harden is in the back, like, kind of wondering what the hell is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. I liked it, too. I'm on board with it. I'm a Backstreet Boys fan, though, so. Look, any kind of group sing-along in the car, I'm totally. in. I love Let's carpool karaoke. Well, you and I have not had the occasion yet to drive in a car yet oh, together. Great. But when we do, we'll we'll pump some Backstreet Boys. I listen to Boys. a lot of musicals and pop music. I'm on board with it. Okay, great. Moving on to the Heat Check, Heat Check. So I'm super excited about this, Juliet. Um, not everything that's happened in Lithuania with the balls has been bad. Uh, most of the basketball-related <laughs> stuff has spots. been bad. Uh, everything that LeVar said was not great. However, the Lithuanians were very excited about the arrival of Lamelo and Leangelo. And to herald uh, their arrival, they created a rap song. Hey, brothers, welcome to my nation. We're waiting for you to come and see our basement. It's for you, Leangelo Ball, the Mellow Ball. You ready? You come to Finia, watch your face. We it's so good. <laughs> also very timely because Kendrick Lamar is doing the halftime show at the national championship game today. Listen, we need to find her and bring her to the States. I want her on the Heat Check pod. I want her at All-Star Weekend. Can she do our theme song, perhaps? I want her to do the theme song. Isaac, we need to get, track her down and we need to get her on this show. That's what I want for Christmas as a belated gift. She's amazing. <laughs> Love it. Congrats to the balls. Moving on. Other people to give congrats to. The mm-hmm. Thunder finally having some fun. And mm-hmm. to that extent, after a win, Russ dumped some water on Mello. And during live TV, Mello let out a few expletives. Adjustments. Uh, I think we had to figure out exactly what they was doing. Was, oh, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> And that first half, they was getting damn 47 points in it. Nothing else needs to be added. Live TV. Happy Mello is one of the happiest like people in the world. I'm glad they're enjoying themselves Really makes finally. me smile. And I love I, Happy And Mello. I'm happy for you because you love the Thunder. I do. I also love Clay Thompson. Yes. And I saw that and thought And he's just on a, you. On a roll this season of like weird video bits. And the latest, he tries to speak Japanese. Yeah. Whoa. You want to give that a try? Say it one more time. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's two different answers. Right. Yeah. The one said go uh-huh. Warriors and the other one said go Warriors. Senshoi kimasu. Senshoi kimasu. Dude, that sounds pretty good. Right? It's pretty good. Good job, Clay. Not terrible. Where are you on that Clay video verse, him giving the random interview on... Newspapers? No. Oh. That one was great, too. Newspapers is my favorite. Scaffolding was my, my favorite. Oh, that's a on good one. On the streets of New York City to a local yeah. New York City TV station? Come that on, was, that's that was Pete amazing. Clay. What a run we're having with Clay. I yeah. should write about this. But the, the newspaper video is my all-time favorite. We need to put you with Clay. You need to be Clay's biographer. I would love to. I would absolutely love Unofficial to. Unofficial or official. It needs to happen. <laughs> A lifetime of clay. And finally, in our heat check, Kyrie had a display to unveil his new shoe mm-hmm. that was meant to prove that the earth is flat. No, thanks. It was like a weird diorama. You hate this storyline. I with hate clay. it because I love Kyrie. I love watching or him Kyrie. play. And so this like whole anti-science, the world is flat bit, it just has to go. On his shoe, uh-huh. he has like an all-seeing eye. Mm-hmm. So he's really taking this like conspiracy theory, trutherism to like, an, like now he's branding it on his shoe. And then had the shoe trying to be like a display of the earth is flat. It's really He's rough. leaning into it. I can't deal with it. Let's move on. This All week right. in basketball. So Sacramento's at the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Darren Fox versus Alonzo Ball. Again. Again. I'm looking forward to that. Although certainly less luster now that we're in January than like if we had been in November. Yeah, I'll take it though. 
Heat of the Raptors. The Heat are surging. The Heat are surging. And as we mentioned, the Raptors, really good. This is a fun game. I love Coach Spo. I think he's my favorite coach in the league. Yeah, we need to get into the Heat more, too. Because I, I would love to. Let's. I love the Heat. Let's. Next week, we'll have a Heat segment. We'll have a Heat segment on the Heat Check podcast. Yes, absolutely. Very meta. <laughs> Thunder at Wolves. These games have been really good so far, so this will be a fun one. They have been. I'm super excited for this one because, as we mentioned, OKC is figuring it out. The Wolves are figuring it out. Jimmy Butler is killing it. Maybe Melo will curse some more. Towns It'll be is great. looking better, too. He's give looking it, more engaged. Give me all of it. Celtics at Sixers in London. London. Uh, the Celtics just took off this morning. I they saw are, that. In fact, as we are talking. They're en route. They are on their way to London. Congrats. Have, pip, pip. Have a great time, guys. Uh, cheerio. What else do they say? Um, Things of that nature. Yes. Stuff like that. The have Sixers, some tea. I will recommend people go and find this. The Sixers did a video about, like, English slang. Mm -hmm. And our colleague here at The Ringer, J.J. Reddick, was the highlight of that video. Really? So go and check it out. Yeah. Okay, good to know. And on Friday, Warriors at Bucks. It's a fun one. Warriors at Giannis. I love to see Giannis test himself against the best in the league. Give it to me. That'll be a Warriors win. Pretty, yeah, probably. Pretty, pretty but I still want to see what Giannis can do. Yeah, I'm excited. This has been the Heat Check Podcast. Thanks for listening. We're back. We're back. We'll be back next Monday. Tomorrow, get KOC Inverno. And on Thursday, the NBA group chat. And of course, all of the basketball on the Bill Simmons podcast. Soon to be Los Angeles living Kevin O'Connor. Give it to me. Yeah.